This is Retro Sports Radio. Visit RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. Down the middle, strike one call. Senior arbiter, Shag Crawford behind the plate. Chris Colacutis umpiring at first, Doug Harvey at second, John Kibler at third. And a breaking ball outside and low, one ball, one strike. Fisher's last time out, he was the winning pitcher against Juan Maritel for his sixth win of the year. Atlanta has been a tough opponent for Jack Fisher. Now the hard slider of swing and a miss, one ball, two strikes. Lifetime against Atlanta, Jack Fisher has won four and lost 11. This year, he's lost one decision to the Braves. The Mets in the outfield swung around toward left. Breaking ball in the dirt, backhanded nicely by Jerry Grody in the count even 2-2. Bill Adair is on the coaching lines at first base. Bob Kennedy, the former Chicago Cub manager, is on the lines at third. Pitching two and two. A high pop fly on the left side of the diamond. Hand signal by Bud Harrelson on the rim of the outfield draft. He has it for the out. Center fielder Mac Jones won the opening game of the series for the Atlanta Braves with an opposite field home run hit in the 11th inning. Jones hitting at 250 with 11 homers, 32 runs batted in. He goes after a high hard one, strike one. The Mets and the Yankees in the Mayor's Benefit game on Wednesday night up at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. Game time, 8 p.m. Hope you can make it. Fly ball in the air to right center. Ron Sloboda digging for it. Throws Larry Stahl, and Larry Stahl makes the catch. the air, but it was not hit very deep. Both Swoboda and Stahl running at full tilt. Stahl picked it off, running at full speed in shallow right center. The ball hung in the air, but it was not hit very deep. Both Swoboda and Stahl running at full tilt. Stahl picked it off, running at full speed in shallow right center. Now the all-star National League outfielder, Henry Aaron. Henry hitting 325, shares the home run lead with Houston's Jimmy Wynn. Each has 21. Line drive in the left field up base hit. He cracked the curveball. Tommy Davis up with it, plays the ball back in. Two-out single left by Henry Aaron. Now Crane Drew moves over to hold against him defensively. And the batter is Rico Cardi, the left fielder, hitting at 270. Cardi has 10 homers and 37 runs batted in. And Fisher throws to first, not in time. Now the sun is breaking through the overcast, and the playing field is bathed in a bright sunshine. Down comes the pitch. Foul ball back to the screen. A one-strike count on Rico Cardi. The weather, the showers, the weatherman had talked about as a possibility yesterday or early last night, finally arrived after the old-timers game was all over. The timing was absolutely perfect. The flowers are thankful. Here's the pitch on the way. It's inside, one ball and one strike. And so are the Mets. 
Joe Torrey awaiting on deck. Many of the baseball people will be heading for the airport after today's game to fly to Anaheim, California for the All-Star game. Tom Seaver and Ken Boyer will be going for New York. Ken is the player representative, and the player representatives will have a session during the All-Star break. The 1-1 delivery by Fisher, foul back over the screen, right under our broadcasting booth. And the scramble is on as the ball ricochets back downstairs. Henry Aaron, Joe Torrey, and Denny LeMaster will be flying to Anaheim to represent the Atlanta Braves in the All-Star game. The 1-2 delivery hit off the end of the bat foul. LeMaster has been pitching great ball for Atlanta. After being named to the All-Star team, Denny was hurt and will miss the game due to the injury. His place on the pitching staff has been taken by Chris Short of Philadelphia. Pitching one and two. Ground ball hit down under the ground of Craneville on into right field. Aaron around second is cruising toward third, and the Braves have runners on first and third. The base hit the right field by Rico Carter. You have all that most of the time I think Cranesville would gut. He never touched the ball. It went under his glove as he went off to his glove side trying to get it. And suddenly, trouble jumps up in front of Jack Fisher here in the opening inning. Runners on first and third. Two men down. And Joe Torrey is the batter. And a drive into the right. A base hit by Joe Torrey. Here's Aaron down the line to score the first run of the afternoon. Galloping around the third goes Rico Cardi. And the Braves, on three hits in a row, have taken the lead 1-0. For Joe Torrey, his 39th run batted in. Fleet Boyer, Fleet the runner-up on the Atlanta Ball Club and runs batted in. He has 49. Runners at the corners, two men away. Fisher retired the first two batters, but three hits in a row and the Braves have a run in. Now the pitch underway, low and outside is ball one. Now the phone has been answered down in the Mets bullpen by Harvey Haddix, and Dick Stolma starts to warm up. On a day like this, it doesn't take long to be warmed up. Here's the pitch on the way. Curve ball over for a strike, one and one. The old-timers used to say in baseball, on a day like this, Ralph, all you have to do is comb your hair, and your arm's good and loose. For your comb, you can be ready. That's right. Hot and humid. Grody setting up the target. The pitch to Cleet Boyer. Gets the outside corner. He was in the black with that. One ball and two strikes. Bud Harrelson shaded toward the hole on the left side of the infield against Cleet Boyer, who has a good stroke to pull the ball. Bob Johnson plays him to hit the ball toward the middle as he shades over toward second. The one-two pitch. Ground ball on the right side of the diamond. In front of it is Johnson. He throws the train through over the side is out. One run, three hits. No errors, two left on. 
And a score in the middle of the first. The Braves won, and the New York Mets coming to bat. Last of the first inning, New York behind, one nothing. Bud Harrelson leads off against the veteran right-hander, Ken Johnson. Bud warmly received by the crowd here at Jays. Play at shortstop has been big league in every way. For the month of July, Bud Harrelson is now hitting 424. He now, on the year, is hitting 291, batting left-handed. Johnson swings out of his windup. The pitch, inside and low, ball one. Quite a job by Bud Harrelson when you realize that he never batted left-handed in his life until spring training a year ago. Now he's hitting 291 in the big leagues left-handed. Pitch by Johnson off the outside corner. Two balls and no strikes. Far more right-handers than left-handers in the National League, and as a result, Harrelson is up about twice as much hitting left as he is right. The 2-0 delivery, and a drive hit toward the gap in left center field is thinking in for a base hit. And Harrelson takes the turn. He's on with a single to left center. He's using that bat from the left side of the plate like a magic wand. The first part of the year, he was using a light bat hitting left-handed. He went to a bigger bat, a 36-inch, 35-ounce bat, just started getting that bat on the ball, and gee, he, Ralph, he's really guiding that ball around. Well, the nice thing about it is the fact that he hasn't been striking out. He seldom misses the ball. He's been fouling off the pitches that he swings at that he hasn't hit. The others he's hit into fair territory. He's only been striking out about once every ten times at bat. Drive hit hard to left field by Larry Stahl, racing back as Cardi, and he one-hands the ball back on the edge of the warning track. Bud Harrelson has to scamper to get back. He was running on the play. Hard hit drive by Larry Stahl, run down in deep left by Rico Cardi. That brings up Tommy Davis. Tommy has really been a wrecking crew against the Atlanta Braves this year. Against Atlanta, and the two teams have now played 12 games this year, Tommy Davis has a 435 batting average. Against the Braves, he's had 20 hits in 46 times at bat and has driven in 12 runs against them in the 12 games. Here's the pitch on the way, and the breaking ball is outside. It looks like a knuckleball. Ball one. Jim Johnson, a veteran right-hander from West Palm Beach, Florida, pitching for Atlanta. He has a wide repertoire of pitches, including a knuckleball. He has won eight and lost four. He has a lifetime record against New York of nine wins and five losses. And this year against the Mets, Ken Johnson, tall, side-arming right-hander, has won one and lost one. There goes the runner, a ground ball hit down to first, bobbled by Alou, but he picks it up. Makes the play at first, retiring Tommy Davis, as Bud Harrelson moves over to second. Cranville, the cleanup batter, hitting a 313. 
Mets trail 1-0. We're in the last half of the first inning. Following the all-star break, the Atlanta Braves will open a homestand against Philadelphia. And a slow grounder into the dirt foul by home plate. It came back up and struck the bat a second time. Following the All-Star break, the Mets play Cincinnati and St. Louis, then come right back to Shea for a four-game series against the Houston Astros. A night game on Tuesday night, July the 18th. A doubleheader on Wednesday, July 19th, and that's Senior Citizens Day. And the rescheduled game on Thursday night, July the 20th. A swing and a foul hip as he goes after a knuckleball in the counter-strike, too. Thursday night, July 20th, will be a batting helmet night for boys and girls under 16, 16 or under. Receiving a replica of the Mets batting helmet as they come into the stadium. Bud Harrelson leads off second. He's the tying run. The pitch to Crane rules. A drive in the air to right field. Aaron, drifting back to the warning track, takes it for the out. The Mets had two drives hit deep to the outfield that were caught. No runs, one hit. No errors, one left on. At the end of one inning, the score, the Atlanta Braves won. And the New York Mets, nothing. With Jack Fisher on the mound for New York, Dennis Menke is leading off in the top half of the second inning. And the hard sliders outside, one ball of no strikes. The Braves, with three hits in a row, picked up a run in the top half of the first inning. Aaron, Cardi, and Corey had the base hit. And a curve breaks right over for a strike. One ball and one strike. And now Menke wants the ball examined by Shag Crawford. And the ball is all right. It stays on the game. We'll keep you right up to date on all of the other action in the major leagues this afternoon. Foul ball. Look out, Ralph. Right over our head. Ricocheting back down into the field by Terry. St. Louis won a big game last night on a home run in the 12th inning by Julian Javier. They beat the Phillies 6-4. Cardinals now have opened up a three-and-a-half game lead over second-place Chicago. Leo DeRocher's Cubs have now lost six straight games. The one-two pitch. Inside, it's two-and-two. Baseball has always been a game of streaks. Cubs had a marvelous streak, winning seven in a row, lost one, won another seven. And a smash through the hole, a base hit the left by Dennis Menke. Charles made a head-first dive for it and almost came up with it. But the Cubbies have now lost six games in a row, and they'll rely on Rich Nye, rookie left-hander who has seven wins to snap the losing streak in the Astrodome today. Don Wilson, the author of the no-hit game for the Astros earlier in the year, will be on the mound. St. Louis and Philadelphia tied 1-1 at the end of two-and-a-half. Larry Jaster against Jim Bunning. An old friend of ex met Billy Cowan, homered for Philadelphia, his second home run since being brought up. And a pitch out, nothing was on. Cincinnati nothing, Pittsburgh nothing at the end of three-and-a-half. Gary Nolan, seven-and-two. 19-year-old rookie right-hander pitching for the Reds against ex-Met Denny Ryback. 
Ryan has won four and lost four. Later in the afternoon, the Dodgers and the Giants at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. And Woodward, around the bun, had to get out of the way of an inside delivery. Two balls and no strike. Later this afternoon, the Yankees and the Orioles will complete a suspended game, the second game of a doubleheader last night. There goes the runner, and it's a blue pit down toward third, taken by Charles. All he has to do is throw the first from the double play. The Braves were playing hit and run. And Menke, I believe, Ralph thought that ball hit the ground and took a long high hop because he went to second and stopped there. He didn't know that ball did not bounce. He can't make an easier double play than that. One of the prime rules on a double play when you're on first base as a runner is that you take a look at that hitter so you know where the ball's going. And he certainly didn't do it because he didn't know that ball was in the air. He had to be told after he got the second and was standing there. Two outs and nobody on. Ken Johnson, the batter. Breaking ball by Jack Fisher. Low and outside, ball one. When the second game at Baltimore last night was stopped because of the midnight curfew, it was the Yankees nothing and the Orioles nothing at the end of six. Delmon Bouquet was pitching against Wally Bunker. That suspended game will be completed and then the regular twilight game at 5.30 this evening. A 1-1 pitch to Johnson, low and outside, two balls and a strike. The Detroit Tigers have been making a lot of noise again of late. Dick McAuliffe has hit his 16th home run. It came in the first inning today. And the Tigers lead Boston 1-0 at the end of two. Gary Bell against Earl Wilson. Washington 1, Cleveland nothing at the end of four. First game of a doubleheader. Phil Ortega pitching against Steve Hargett. Minnesota at Chicago in a doubleheader. It'll be caught and Horland in the first game. And the curve is popped up on the left side of the infield. Bud Harrelson on the skin part of the diamond makes the catch to side is out. No runs, one hit, no errors, none left. At the end of an inning and a half, the Atlanta Braves won the New York Mets nothing. Now here's a word from Rango. New York trailing by a run, last of the second, Ron Swoboda leads off against Ken Johnson. Ken Johnson is riding a personal four-game winning streak. He hasn't lost a ball game since the 4th of June. Hitting 259. Ken Johnson out of his windup. Ron Swoboda runs up and tries to bunt. Foul the ball off against the foot of umpire Shag Crawford. Ron has really been making some circus grabs in that outfield for New York. He made another one last night. about as much right field on this homestand as you can ask anybody to play. Johnson's delivery, a slow curve, a swing and a miss, and the count of strike two. He bad-armed him with that. Jim Johnson throws so many different pitches at you. 
It's hard to figure along with him. There was one right there that Roboto should have hit out of the parking lot. It was a hanging curveball and sidearm, nice and flat. Another sidearm delivery, and this one is over. Strength three call in the outside corner. One thing about him, Ralph, he's got so many different pitches and different deliveries that it's pretty hard to guess at him. You've got to just be ready. One thing, though, Bob, he doesn't throw hard, so you can look for the soft stuff. You can actually look for breaking stuff off of him because his fastball is not fast. He couldn't hurt you if he hit you. Couldn't puff you left, huh? Now, Ed Charles, the batter, against Ken Johnson. Side arm delivery off the outside corner. One ball and no strike. Bob Johnson, the on-deck batter. Ground ball bounced on the left side. Cut off by third sacker, Sweet Boyer. The peg to Alou, two men away. and nobody on. Johnson coming up. That's the Rangel Chuckamug. It's a wide-mouthed glass mug that holds 12 ounces of beer. And it even feels right when you pick it up. You know, we're selling them in handy cartons of six. They're just about the handiest thirst quenchers in town. You'll find Chuckamug on special display at your local stores in New York and New Jersey. Outside in the hide of Bob Johnson. One ball, no strike. This will be a busy ball club in Cincinnati as they open their next road trip with a twilight night doubleheader on Thursday night at Crosby Field. There's the fastest pitch he's thrown, and he wasted it inside in a high ball, 2-2-0. Two, two oh. Yogi Berra coaching at first, and Salty Parker coaching at third. The 2-0 delivery. A check swing foul ball hit down the first baseline. Frank Howard has just hit his 23rd home run of the year. It came in the fifth inning with a man on. Washington leads Cleveland 3 to nothing at the end of four and a half. Frank Howard, Ralph, is really blossoming out. He's on his way to his biggest year by far. Well, they finally got him to spread out and quit dragging, and that's been his biggest ball all his life, and he would never change. He finally has. Line drive hit by Bob Johnson. It goes over Minkey's head into left center field for a base hit. As big as he is, he doesn't need to stride much. You remember players like Gus Zernio. They spread out and didn't stride. Vern Stevens. And Gil Hodges had a stance that was a widespread stance that used just a little bit of a stride. And he finally prevailed on Frank Howard to cut down that big stride where he would get way out in front. And evidently that's made the big difference. If a slugger has a hit to his swing, spreading out is just about the best thing he can do to a doctor that event. It'll keep your balance, and that's what you're looking for. Jerry Grody is the batter against Ken Johnson, and he takes inside ball one. Braves one, Mets nothing. We're in the last of the second. Felipe Lou holding against the base runner, Bob Johnson. He had Jerry fooled. He tried to hold up on the swing, but he had gone too far. And the count is even. One ball, one strike. Yeah. 
Johnson on the mound. The big right-hander's pitch is popped into the air between the mound and third base. Cleek Boyer under it, and Cleek makes the catch to side it up. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one left on. And at the end of two innings, the Atlanta Braves won. The New York Mets nothing. Now we go to the third inning here at Shea Stadium. The Braves in front, one nothing. And if Philippe Alou comes up to hit against Jack Fisher, coming up to follow all the action for you, Ralph Kainer. Thank you, Bob Murphy, and hi, everyone. Philippe Alou in the leadoff here in the top of the third. The Braves in front, one nothing. Jack Fisher pitching for the men. And the first pitch to Alou, a curveball, a wild swing, and a miss at strike one. Frank Howard leads the major leagues in home runs now with his home run today. His highest total, 31 in any one season. Now the pitch back slice foul to the right side. Strike two. Frank now with 23 and the season about halfway through. He untied the tie between himself and Harmon Killebrew. In the National League, a tie between Jim Wynn and Hank Aaron for the leadership, 21. Philippe Lou popped up the shortstop his first time up, batting at 280, a right-hand batter. The two-strike pitch by Fisher is popped up again, this time in foul territory. Coming over is Ed Charles to make the play for the first out here in the third. Now the batter coming up is Mac Jones, and we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. You're tuned to the bright sound in radio. WGY, a General Electric Broadcasting Company station at 810 on your dial. Schenectady, New York. Ralph Kiner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Jay Stadium. The first pitch to Mac Jones, the curveball down low, and Jones goes for it. A swing and strike one. Braves won, that's nothing. In the background, uh, announcement that changes the stat sheet here. Now a foul ball and a ground ball swing at strike two. On the stat sheet, they have the Mets in ninth place, virtually in a tie with Houston at 390. Actually, what is the case, the Mets are 17 and one-half games out of first place. Houston is 18, but due to the difference in games played, Houston leads in percentage. They have a percentage of 390. If you carried on down one more point, four, 3904. The Mets have a percentage of 3896. Now the next pitch is outside. Fastball missing, one ball, two strikes. What they have done on the stat sheet was narrow it down to the nearest three-number figure, and that would put them both at 390. But technically, Houston is in ninth place. Eight thousand of a percentage point higher than the Mets. Now a swing at a curveball, strike three, and Jack Fisher gets his second strikeout. That brings up Hank Aaron. Hank singled on one pitch his first time up and has scored the only one of the ball game. Aaron with 21 home runs, 56 runs batted in. He has scored 67 runs so far this year in 78 ball games. Batting 328. He grounds the first pitch down to short. But Harrelson comes up throwing and gets him by about three strides to retire the side. One, two, three for Jack Fisher and the score at the end of two and a half innings. 
The Atlanta Braves won. The New York Mets nothing. Whether you're buying your first or tenth car, it's time you became a smart car buyer and joined the ranks of the thousands of satisfied customers who shop Armory Garage Central at Colvin and Albany. Now, here are the three basic rules for the smart car buyer. Select the model you want. Then, one, compare quality. Armory Garage boasts the largest selection of quality tested late model used cars in the area. Two, compare service. Armory's expert mechanics are qualified to service all the cars on the Armory lot. And three, compare price. Armory's tremendous volume assures you more for your car buying dollar. Be a wise car buyer, drive into Armory Garage and talk over your used car needs with a sales manager, Art Neat. Let him introduce you to Armory's easy terms. You can buy, sign, and pay at Armory, home of 101 time payment plans. Your credit is wealth at Armory. Follow the wise car buyer to Armory Garage, Central at Colvin, in Albany. Bottom half of the third, the Braves in front one nothing, and the Mets coming up. Jack Fisher, the leadoff batter for the Mets, batting against Ken Johnson. Johnson has given up no runs. He has allowed two hits while striking out one. First pitch to Fisher, a breaking ball outside, ball one. Jack has three hits this year and 35 times up. He's batting 0-86. Johnson, a veteran right-hander with a variety of pitches. His next delivery is a fastball hit off the end of the bat down towards first base. Felipe Lou comes up with it, trots to the bag for the unassisted out. And the first out here in the bottom half of the third. That'll bring up Bud Harrelson, who has a base hit and one time up. Bud now batting 272. Bud's base hit was a looping line drive into left center. Right now, Rico Carty in left field has moved to about eight steps from the foul line. And that is a little hard to believe that he can play there for him because he's not giving himself a chance on a ball hit in the left center field. Now they're moving him a little bit further away from the foul line. He's actually protecting foul territory more than fair. Now a line drive over short in that hole. It might go for extra bases. The center fielder has to knock it down in left field. He doesn't get it. And Harrelson goes into second. Bud Harrelson taking advantage of the defensive position of Rico Cicardi in left field, hitting the ball right directly to left field, and the center fielder had to come over and stop it from going on through. Two base hit for Bud Harrelson, and the Mets now have the time run at second base with one out, and Larry Stahl coming up. The double by Harrelson, his eighth this year. He has a torn pace going here in July. Ken Johnson in the set position, and the first pitch to Larry Stahl is a knuckle wall over a call strike. Larry on a hit and run play in the first pitch, his first time up, wide out to deep left center field. In the month of July, Harrelson has been red hot. The pitch back to the plate is outside. Again, the knuckle ball, it's one and one. He has had 16 hits and 35 times up. He's batting 457.
One ball, one strike. And the next pitch to stall is all strike two. Larry thought the pitch was out of the strike zone and took it. Now backing out of the batter's box. One and two. Johnson checking out the signs from Joe Torrey. In the set position and the pitch, it is popped into left center field, moving to his left side. With time to get to the ball is Rico Cardi. He makes a one-hand catch unnecessarily and then throws the ball in, and Harrelson, who was halfway down the line, goes back to second. Now with two men out, the batter will be Tommy Davis. on a hit-and-run play, grounded out to first base his first time up. On the play, Bud Harrelson moved down to second, but he was left there in the first inning. Now he's out at second base for Tommy Davis, with two men out here in the bottom half of the third. And the first pitch to Tommy, a swing in the miss, strike one. Tommy has it safely in his last seven ball games without one here in this one. That was a 11-for-27 stretch, 407 batting average. Got four for four last night. His 1,000 major league base hit his last time up. He is the leading batter against Atlanta with 20 hits and 47 times up. And he has driven in 12 runs against the Braves. 12 runs batted in in 12 ball games played. Now a high knuckleball. Tommy takes it. Ball one. One ball and one strike. Mets have won six of the 12 games played, the most they have ever won against Atlanta in their history. Six in one season. They have done that twice before. Now a knuckleball full foul on the line into the stand. So the cat now up to one and two. as Ken Johnson wipes off his brows he looks out towards center field Braves leading 1-0 they have one run on four hits the Mets have no runs and three hits with the runner at second base now Johnson back to the plate and a knuckleball has popped up in the shallow left field going back is Benchy he might not get to it coming in the Cardi he cannot get it it drops in for a base hit and Harrelson scores a tying run Davis with a fluke hit, a little fly ball that dropped in front of Rico Cardi, who was playing the deep left field, and he couldn't get to it. The shortstop Menzi took after it. He couldn't get to it. And Tommy Davis picked up his 42nd run batted in, his 13th against the Atlanta Braves in 13 ball games now. And the batter coming up is Ed Cranepool. game 1-1 one, one, and a knuckleball to Crane Fuller's low ball one and he flied out to deep right field his first time up batting at 3-12 now Johnson sets up again and the pitch to the plate is a fastball outside ball two two balls no strike right now Rico Cardi in left field is playing a very deep left field against the left hand batter
center fielder, Mac Jones, is fairly shallow in center, shaded over toward right. Now a knuckleball back is outside. It's ball three. Three balls, no strikes, with Ron Svoboda on deck. And the sign is going out to the bullpen to warm up. A right-hand pitcher. Three balls, no strikes. Framepool takes the next pitch outside at ball four. And Johnson walks Framepool. That moves Tommy Davis down to second base in scoring position. Puts runners at first and second and brings up Ron Svoboda. Number four. Jay Ritchie, a right-hander, is now warming up in the bullpen for the Braves. Given up by Ken Johnson, his first in the ball game. Ron Sabota was struck out on a knuckleball. He got caught looking his first time up. Batting 257. And the first pitch to him is a knuckleball that is too low for a ball. up again. Davis at second base and Cranepool at first. The pitch back is a breaking ball that's over the outside part of the plate. Strike one call. One and one. Now Johnson again a look at second. And the pitch. It is fouled back out of play. So Johnson out in front with a count at one ball and two strikes. Florida has batted in 17 runs so far this year in 58 ball games. He's had five home runs. One and two, and Johnson now back again. And a fastball almost hits him as he turns away. Pitch way inside, two and two. That pitch spotted in there on purpose. Trying to make his other stuff look better. Johnson wasting the fastball inside. Now he sets up. And the 2-2 delivery is a curveball outside. Way outside. And the count now three balls and two strikes. John deck batter is Ed Charles. And with two men away, the base runners at first and second will be going with the pitch hitting position for Ryan Swoboda. Now Johnson sets. The runners go. The pitch of the curveball hit out toward left center field. Not too far. Going over is the center fielder, Mac Jones. He makes the catch to retire the side. In the inning, the Mets tied up, getting one run on two hits. No errors, and two men were left on. And the score at the end of three. The Braves won. The Mets won. new ball game as we go to the top of the fourth it's one to one and the first batter up Rico Cardi Rico with a base hit the right field his first time up batting 274 with 10 home runs and 37 runs batted in stands with that 
high bat position. And the first pitch, a curveball. And it breaks over as Cardi breaks away from the plate. Right one. Jack Fisher, pitching for the Mets, has given up one run, allowed four hits. He has struck out one, walked none. And the right-hander back with a sidearm slider that's outside. One ball, one strike. It'll be Rico Cardi, Joe Torrey, and Cleet Boyer for Fisher here in the fourth. And the 1-1 delivery is grounded foul out toward Bob Kennedy, the third base coach. Bob, at one time, a third baseman. Later on, an outfielder with several ball clubs. White Sox, Cleveland. And a former managing coach of the Chicago Cubs. Leo DeRosa, when he took the job with the Cubs, said, I don't care what they call it upstairs. On the field, I'm the manager. He has done that job on the field. That rotating coach's plan put in by Mr. Wrigley certainly proved to be not good. Now a swing and a ground foul ball. Ball rolling away in the count. One and two. Cubs have lost six straight ball games, but they're still in second place. They, before losing the games, were tied for first with the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals now lead by three and a half games, picking up that much ground. Cincinnati's in third, five games back. Last time they've had a Chicago series was back in 1906. Now ground ball hit out to third. A nice hop as it comes up to Ed Charles, making the play an easy play. and throw to first base, retires Rico Carter. One away in the top of the fourth. Rico checks at second base and comes back to the plate and misses with a slider down in the dirt. It's backhanded by Grody. Good play by Jerry in the count, one and one. Ball checked out by Shag Crawford and thrown out of play. Action in the bullpen for the Mets. Dick Zelma starting to throw. One ball, one strike. Fisher back again. And a slider pops up on the second base side. Bob Johnson goes out to make the call. Roboto runs him off and makes the catch. Troy goes back to second base. Boyer back to first. And with two men out, the batter coming up, the second baseman, Woody Woodward. Woody hit into a very easy double play. You can make any double play easily. On a hit and run play, with Menke on at first base. Woodward hit one right off his hands, a soft little pop fly to third. Menke didn't see the ball and went all the way down to second. And after Charles caught it, he could have walked to first base to put the force play in there. But he threw on over to Cranepool for the double play. First pitch to Woodward, a curve that breaks over, strike one. Big curveball by Jack Fisher. Woodward batting 230. His first time up with a runner at first base and no one out. That was in the second. Billy Hitchcock had him out to bunt with the pitcher coming up next. They then switched to the hit and run play and the result of double play came after that. Now foul ball off a fastball. Ball going back over the screen, strike two.
with two men out. Top of the fourth inning. A 1-1 ball game. Runners at first and second. And the next pitch is hit off the hands just like the last one, only in foul territory. Charles goes over and makes a soft catch to retire the side. Fisher getting him twice with a fastball in off the hands. No runs, two hits. No errors and two men left. And the score at the end of three and a half innings, the Atlanta Braves won. The New York Mets won. Another bright idea from the folks who care. Try cold burgers with cheese. Start with a burger roll and select any of your favorite first prize sliced cold cuts. Pile them on thick. And for a final flourish, add a slice of cheese. Just great for a fast lunch for the whole family. Kids love cold burgers with cheese. And when they're made with first prize cold cuts, you know they're chock full of healthy, meaty proteins. Tobin's first prize means they're the finest ever made. And there's a first prize variety to please every taste. The very best meat. The very best meat. Makes the very best meal. Makes the very best meal. So look for the meat. So look for the meat. With the first prize seal. With the first prize seal. First prize products from the folks who care. Tobin's first prize. Delicious. Coming up, all game tied at 1-1. And the first batter for the Mets will be Ed Charles. Ben Johnson, the pitcher for the Braves, has given up one run and allowed four base hits. The Mets tying up the ball game in the bottom half of the third. Ed Charles, the right-hand batter, and the first pitch, a curveball over the outside corner, strike one. Ed grounded out the third his first time up. He's batting 273. Pirates have scored a run in the bottom half of the fifth. They lead Cincinnati 1-0. One strike pitch, a fastball, a swing for strike two. At the end of four and a half innings, the Cardinals won, Philadelphia won. Two games in progress in the National League, along with this one. And a sidearm curve now to Charles, but it's too far outside. One and two. At the end of three, Detroit five, Boston three. First of two. Now at one, two, a knuckleball hits deep to left field. Rico Cardi back. He can't get to it. It's going and kisses it by. with his third home run of the year and the Mets have broken the tie they lead two to one 
Ed got his first against the Cubs in Chicago against Ray Culp. He got his second against San Francisco against Juan Marichal. And now his third in the National League against Ken Johnson. That'll bring up Bob Johnson, who singled his first time up. And he tries to bunt it, but it goes foul, strike one. down the line after the bunt, coming back to get back in the batter's box. At the end of five and a half innings, Washington three, Cleveland two. At the end of two, Minnesota nothing, Chicago nothing. The game's in progress in the American League. One strike pitch, a deep but foul down the left field line. Count goes up to strike two. That ball was far enough, but it was foul. Johnson has two home runs for the Mets. He has driven in 10 runs. He's batting 333. 23 base hits and 69 times up. And the next pitch is swung on a miss. The curveball strike three. And Ken Johnson gets his second strikeout. That home run given up by Ken Johnson, the 12th, he has given up this year. Now the batter is Jerry Grody. Jerry popped the third his first time up. He's batting 206. Mets leading 2 to 1 on the home run by Ed Charles here in the bottom half of the fourth. And the first pitch over the outside corner, a called strike. Action in the bullpen for the Braves. Ramon Hernandez, the left-hander, along with Jay Ritchie, a right-hander, warming up for the Braves. One strike pitch, a knuckleball, swung on and fouled. Ball getting away from Joe Torrey, going back away. Strike two count. Johnson goes sidearm with a fastball that swung on and fouled off. Jerry Grody being pitched in tight and fouling the ball off to the right side. Now remains at strike two. And now Ken into the windup and sidearm again. This time a curveball. It's pulled foul. Brody way out in front, pulling the ball foul over toward the stands. The ball hitting and going out on the field. Mets leading two to one. Two runs, five hits. The Atlanta Braves, one run and six. Johnson ready to go, and the pitch to Grody is a sidearm curveball that swung on and missed strike three. Two strikeouts in a row, and with a mess in front, two to one, Jack Fisher comes up, and we'll pause now for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Hi, neighbor. At 5.45 a.m., the rooster crows, and the Chanticleer appears to help you wake up. At 12.15, Hank Coons joins me on Farm Paper, here on WGY Schenectady. 
Ralph Kiner along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Shea Stadium. First pitch to Fisher is hit out to shallow right field. Hank Aaron skated over near the line, has no trouble to get near it. And he makes the catch that retires the side. But in the inning, the Mets break the tie, scoring one run on the home run by Ed Charles, the only hit in the inning. No errors and no one left on base. And the score, at the end of four, the Mets two, the Braves one. Omri Garage is one of those companies that never stops trying to improve their business. They're proving that fact every day at the corner of Central and Colvin in Albany. Instead of sitting back smugly, knowing Omri Garage is the biggest volume dealer of used cars in the area, sales manager Art Neat tries to improve sales and service daily. For example, at Omri, you'll find easier credit. If you have the ability to pay, they'll say okay and set up a time payment plan custom tailored to your budget. Because of the tremendous volume of new cars sold weekly at Armory Garage, the selection of used cars is unrivaled. You'll find wagons, convertibles, two- and four-door sedans, from economy models to prestige automobiles, priced to move. And to keep that car on the move in top condition, Armory mechanics are trained to service all mates and models sold on the Armory lot. For the very best car buy, try Armory Garage first. They're located at Central at Colvin in Albany, open daily, including all day Saturday. Ken Johnson leading off against Jack Fisher in the fifth inning. He hits the first pitch back up the middle for a base hit. Ken Johnson lashing out at Fisher's first delivery, and he's on with a clean single to center field. Murray has now has seven hits, and the leadoff batter, Philippe Alou, is coming up. Alou has popped to short and fouled out to third. Now Fisher checks the runner at first, delivers. And it's under the knees. One ball and no strikes. Center fielder, Mac Jones, the on-deck batter. Then Henry Aaron. And a curve ball for a strike, one and one. Mets would love to win this one today and close out the homestand with a record of eight wins and six losses. All five teams appearing on the homestand, top contenders in the National League. Foul ball, hit down the third baseline, no play. One ball, two strikes. Mets opened this homestand for the two-game series against Pittsburgh. Then two with Philadelphia, and four with St. Louis. Three with the Giants and three with the Braves. Foul ball, squibbling back over toward the visiting dugout. No play. New York, two runs, five hits, no errors. Atlanta, 1-7-0. The ball game in the top half of the fifth inning. Ken Johnson on first, nobody out. The pitch to a lose. A drive well hit the deep left field. Tommy Davis chasing back. It may go. It is gone. A two-run homer. 
The Braves take the lead on the ninth home run of the year by Bully Palou. A line drive he pulled to left field that cleared the bullpen area and landed just under the auxiliary scoreboard. Take the lead on a two-run homer by Alou. They're now in front three to two. Dick Selma on call in the bullpen. A grounder hit fouled on the first baseline by Mac Jones. Ninth home run of the year for leadoff batter Philippe Alou. Mac Jones has slid to center and been struck out, nothing for two. He takes a fastball high, one ball, one strike. Braves led in the first inning, one nothing. The Mets tied the game in the third. And a fastball high, two and one. Then New York went in front in the fourth inning on the home run by Ed Charles. But a single by Ken Johnson and a home run by Philippe Alou has put the Atlanta Braves back into the lead. Pitching two and one. He goes after a breaking ball and misses strike two, two and two. Now Fisher's two-two delivery. Grounded foul at right straight back. Count remains the same, two and two. Henry Aaron on deck and Enrico Cardi. Ground ball hit down the first baseline. It's fair, grabbed by Crane Bull. He races to the bag and makes the play unassisted. One out, nobody on. The number three hitter, Henry Aaron, coming up. Aaron single to left in the first was thrown out by Bud Harrelson in the third inning. So Aaron has one for two, batting a 329. Now the pitcher on the way. Long drive, deep to left field. Back goes Davis. He jumps and he makes the catch. catch right against the fence in deep left field. Rico Cardi the batter and the pitcher's high ball one. Tommy timed his leap absolutely perfectly. The very height of his leap he made a one hand grab high over his head. And it's in for a strike one ball and one strike. Hard to say for sure whether or not the ball would have gone over for a home run had it not been caught or not but it was very very close. Hard hit drive by Henry Aaron. The 1-1 pitch down to Cardi. A grounder hits foul, and the Braves have been hitting Fisher hard in this inning. Two outs and nobody on. The Braves lead 3-2. We're in the top half of the fifth inning. 
19-year-old Jerry Nolan and Dennis Ryband are hooked up in an interesting pitching duel at Pittsburgh. The Pirates lead Cincinnati 1-0 at the end of six innings. St. Louis won, Philadelphia won at the end of five. Larry Jaster against Jim Bunning, a home run by Billy Cowan. The one-two pitch now to Cardia. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. The side retire. Two runs, two hits. No errors, none left on. So we've come halfway at the end of four and a half. The Atlanta Braves three. The New York Mets two. Mets fans. Imagine, if you can, the glorious Mets in person at Shea Stadium. Try to visualize the excitement of big league baseball. The triumphant Mets face-to-face with the Los Angeles Dodgers. All yours absolutely free. See Tommy Davis, Yogi Berra, Wes Westrom, and the whole team. Win a pair of tickets to the Mets game coming up Sunday, July 23rd. Just send a card to Glorious Mets, WGY Schenectady. You may win two free tickets to the Dodgers-Mets game on July 23rd. Our most recent ticket winners are Kurt Brown of Del Mar and John P. Denunzo of Waterville East. What else? Make it easy on yourself when you tune in all the evening and weekend Mets games here on WGY. And get a handy-dandy WGY program schedule that gives all the times, dates, and places of Mets baseball on WGY. For a WGY Mets schedule, write... Met schedule, WGY Schenectady. You'll be glad you did. Last of the fifth inning, New York trailing by a run. Bud Harrelson with two for two will be looking for his third hit of the game as he leads off against Ken Johnson. And Bud, with his two for two, has now raised his batting average to 275. And for the month of July, Bud Harrelson is now batting 455. Bud has been up twice, single to left center, and double to left center. The last time he came up, Cardi was playing him over about eight strides from the left field line. This time, Billy Hitchcock has moved him back more toward a normal left field position. A drag bunt. Racing after the Zalou, a base hit. Bud Harrelson is three for three with a beautiful drag bunt. Everybody went for it. They had no chance at all to get Harrelson. Brings up Larry Stahl. That is base hit number six for the New York Mets. Mets have the speedy Harrelson on first. He's the tying run. Skies are much darker overcast now. For a while, the sun had broken through. The overcast has returned, and it's pretty dark. Johnson off the stretch. The pitch was Stahl. And he pops the ball up near third base. Fleet Boyer in fair territory, near third, makes the catch. One out and one on. Tommy Davis coming up. Tommy's Texas Ligger, the short left field, drove home Bud Harrelson. 
in the third inning, and for Tommy Davis, it was his 42nd run batted in. Philippe Alou holding against Harrelson at first. The outfield swung around to left. And a high pop foul that might be playable. Corey coming back near the backstop, has a play, and grabs it for the out. Eddie Cranville coming up. Eddie has lined the ball hard to Aaron in right field and reached on a walk as they pitched around him his last time at bat. Braves three runs, eight hits. The Mets two runs, six hits. We're in the last of the fifth inning. A throw first. It's done in time. Ken Johnson has won eight and lost four. A knuckleball a little bit high, one ball and no strike. Johnson has been in an excellent pitching group. He hasn't lost a ball game since the 4th of June, and he has won his last four decisions. The outfield deep and around to right. The runner goes. Here's the peg by Torrey. The slide. Save. He stole second. stolen base of the year. Sets himself in the scoring position. Now the tying run is on second. Two balls and no strikes to Eddie Cranebull. And a drive hit toward the gap in left center field. Cardi racing towards Janja. Has to play it on a hop. In the score is Bud Harrelson. The game is tied. Eddie Cranebull tying up the game with a line drive single to left center field. He is 25th. Run down it in. Well, we've really got an interesting ball game going. Billy Hitchcock is coming out of the dugout. Jay Ritchie and Ramon Hernandez are both warmed up and ready in the Atlanta bullpen. If Hitchcock elects to make a pitching change at this time. The Mets trail one to nothing at the end of the first. They tied the game in the third inning when Tommy Davis brought home Bud Harrelson. The Mets took the lead in the fourth inning on a home run by Ed Charles. But in the top of the fifth inning, a two-run homer by Philippe Ballou put Atlanta back in the lead three to two. Now the Mets. On a bunt single by Bud Harrelson, a stolen base, and a timely hit by Eddie Crane, Bull have tied the game. Johnson will stay in. Ron Swoboda is the hitter. Ron has struck out and flied to center. with his three for three hitting left-handed against Ken Johnson here this afternoon is now hitting 303 on the year batting left-handed and a foul pop-up behind the plate Corey is under it waiting near the fungo circle he takes it for the out and the side is out one run two hits 
No errors, one left. Five innings complete. The Atlanta Braves, three runs, eight hits, no errors. The New York Mets, three runs, seven hits, and no errors. Now Jenny McCarthy's ground crew comes out to manicure the diamond for the second half of the ball game. Bus service is available from Upper Manhattan, New Jersey, and Rockland County. As you think about the next homestand of the Mets that starts against the Houston Astros on Tuesday night, July the 18th. For those of you living in that area, Upper Manhattan, New Jersey, and Rockland County, express bus service is available from the George Washington Bridge bus station. That's 178th Street and Broadway in Upper Manhattan, and it comes directly to Shea Stadium. The buses leave the bus station two hours before and one hour before all met home games. Buses depart from gate E, the subway gate, up to 20 minutes after the game for the bridge bus station. And a child 12 or under, accompanied by an adult, can ride free. They go to the seventh inning at Forbes Field in Pittsburgh with the Pirates leading Cincinnati one to nothing. Gary Nolan pitching against Dennis Ryback. St. Louis won, Philadelphia won. They're now in the sixth. Jaster against Bunning. Cubs did not score in the first in Houston. Rich Nye pitching against Don Wilson. The Dodgers and Giants later this afternoon. The Tigers lead the Red Sox 9-3 at the end of four, and they have Earl Wilson on the mound looking for his 10th win. Bell started. Santiago in the third and Wazlewski in the fourth. And he's hit by a pitch. Joe Torrey leading off the sixth inning catches one on the side. Story has been up three times, has two hits, and now has been hit by a fifth. And it brings up Fleet Boyer. First game of a doubleheader, Washington three, Cleveland three, after six and a half innings. The White Sox lead the Twins one to nothing at the end of three in the first game of a doubleheader. Jim Cott against Joel Horland. Cott, a 25-game winner last year, lost seven of his first eight decisions this year. Now has won six of his last seven. And if he can win today, he'll be back to 500 with a record of eight and eight. Pete Boyer, the batter. And a curve bends in at the knee, strike one. Manager Wes Western has Hal Rennup warming up in the bullpen. Selma had the long man assignment. And now as we get to the sixth inning, Al Renniff is up. Sidearm curve, hit foul down the third baseline. Strike two to Cleet Boyer. Cleet has one for two. He singled his last time up. Fastball just a little bit low. One ball, two strikes. St. Louis picked up two runs from the top of the sixth inning at Philadelphia. The Cardinals lead the Phillies three to one after five and a half. They lead the second place Cubs in the National League by three and a half games. And a fly ball hit deep to right center. Swoboda going at full speed. Way back. Running one-handed catch. He slips and falls. Gets up. Fires the ball back in. 
Another beautiful play in the outfield by Ron Swoboda. He has played a tremendous right field all through this homestead. Ron has become certainly a top-notch outfielder. It was hit about 390 feet in right center. Dennis Menke has singled to left and flied to short right. Fisher's delivery is over at the knees, strike one. Jack has been having trouble fooling anybody the last three innings. The Braves had two hits in the fourth inning, two in the fifth inning. Check swing and a ground ball hit right down to Cranebrook. He steps on first. Throws the second tag play, double play. Harrelson putting the tag on Joe Torrey. Cranebrook stepped on first, getting Menke on the check swing grounder. That took off the fourth play, so Harrelson had a tag play on Torrey, and he makes it for the double play. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. And at the end of five and a half innings, the score, the New York Mets three and the Atlanta Braves three. Have you heard what's going on at Gulf Service Stations? It's Big Tire Days at Gulf. Gulf dealers are now featuring outstanding values on all Gulf tires. Including Gulf's new high-performance tire, the Grand Sport. The Gulf Grand Sport has been tested at 130 miles an hour. It's the tire for today's high-performance cars. And remember, when you buy Gulf tires with a Gulf travel card, there's no down payment, no carrying charges, and months to pay. Big tire days are going on at Gulf. Get in on them. Hit on the ground to shortstop. Fielded by Dennis Munkey. The overhand peg to Philippe Alou is in time for the out. Bob Johnson coming up. Number 
we have had some marvelous baseball on this 14-game homestand. The Mets have won seven and lost six, and we have another good game going today. Breaking ball off the outside corner. One ball and no strikes. After winning the first two games of the Giants series, the Mets lost the last game of that series 2-1. to one. Lost the opener of this Atlanta series 3-2 to two in 11 innings. Bounce back to win behind the strong pitching of Tom Seaver last night. Foul ball, back over the screen, no play. One ball, one strike to Bob Johnson. Johnson has singled the left center and been struck out one for two. Wednesday night will be an important night to the Mets as far as their future pitching plans are concerned. Don Cardwell will be pitching for the first time since going on the disabled list. And a pop foul outside third. Boyer scooting over on the warning track, and he makes the grab. Don Cardwell has been sidelined since the 3rd of June. He had an elbow ailment. The elbow was drained. He was placed on the disabled list. And then after he started to try and get himself going again, when the elbow started to clear up, he developed tendonitis in his shoulder. Jerry Grody has popped to third and struck out. Ground ball hit down to third. Boyer grabs the hop. Throws from deep behind third, and the side is up. Very strong one, two, three inning by Ken Johnson. No runs, no hits, no errors, and none left. At the end of six, the Atlanta Braves three and the New York Mets three. And Lindsey Nelson will be with you in just a moment to detail the play. Right now, here's a word from Rangel. There's a guy in New York who has a ball. It's made of iron and it weighs two tons. He bounces it. Against buildings. And the walls come tumbling down. Well, I'm what they call a ball man. There are just uh, actually 50 of us around and five really good ones. I, uh, I mean, excellent. Well, you see those three walls there? I can knock all three of them off in one swing. And still put the, put the ball down on a poster stand. You know, last, uh, what was it, about three weeks ago, I got a call the guy needed me on a Monday, and I had a job. So uh, it's kind of flattering the guy held up the construction for a week until, uh, until I was available. If you're going to throw your weight around in New York, you really got to know what you're doing. Same thing's true of beer. There are 302 beers trying to make it in New York today from all over. But only one beer has made it to the top. The rich dry lager, Rheingold. Rheingold. In this town, either you have it or you don't. Second baseman. Woody. Woodward. Now the Atlanta Braves come up in the seventh inning, and it's the number eight man in the batting order, Woody Woodward. He is a right-hand batter facing right-hand pitcher, Jack Fisher. Bob Shaw is throwing down in the Met bullpen. Left-hander Dick Kelly is throwing in the Atlanta bullpen. Now uh, here's a curveball in for a call strike one. Through six innings. The Atlanta Braves, three runs, eight hits, no errors. The New York Mets, three runs, seven hits, no errors. Strike one pitch to Woody Woodward. Low and away, it's 1-1. Today's baseball quiz. Since 1900, three pitchers have been 20-game winners playing in both leagues the same season. Can you identify two of the three? One-one pitch, swung on and hit high into the air, back a third drifting towards the sands, and might be playable. Harrelson is right there, and Charles makes the catch. Just in front of the 
cylinder on which the tarp is rolled up against the barrier in front of the field boxes. And now, Tito Francona is coming out to bat for Ken Johnson. Francona is a left-hand batter picked up earlier this year by the Atlanta Braves. From the Philadelphia Phillies, he is hitting 267 with three homers and eight runs batted in. Francona batting for Johnson. Batting for Johnson. So Ken Johnson is out of the ballgame after having pitched six innings. In which he gave up three runs on seven hits, struck out three and walked one. And then throwing in the bullpen is Dick Kelly. Francona settling himself into the batter's box. One man out, nobody on base. with his no wind-up delivery starts to work and Francona backs out so Fisher breaks off the delivery now a pitch that is low for a ball double barrel action now in the med bullpen right-hander Hal Runner left-hander Don Shaw 1-0 pitch to Francona it deep to center field. It's way back there. And Stahl goes to the warning track and hauls it down. Ball is hit over 400 feet to straightaway center field. Two men out. Nobody on base. And Philippe Alou is coming up. He had a two-run homer in the fifth inning that puts the Braves temporarily ahead, bringing them from behind. Since then, the Mets have scored the run that tied it at 3-3. Alou is one for three for the afternoon. Hitting 282 for the season. Here's a pitch foul back and out of play. Down of strike one. The answer to the baseball quiz, the three two-league 20-game winners in the same season were Joe McGinnity. Here's a swing and a base hit into center field for Philippe Ballou. Larry Stahl up returns it to the infield. Joe McGinnity, 21 and 18 and 19-2. Pat Flaherty, 21 and 11 and 19-4. And Hank Baroy, 21 and 7 in 1945 when he split the year between the Yankees and the National League pennant-winning Chicago Cubs. Now the Braves have a runner at first on Felipe Lou's single to center. Two men out and Mike Jones is coming up. He's nothing but three, left-hand batter. Comes over to hold against the runner. Fisher sets and steps off the rubber. Breaking pitches outside for a ball. Fisher has struck out two and walked none this afternoon. The hit by Philippe Lou was the ninth off Fisher. Lou takes his lead. 1-0 pitch, curve ball high, and it's 2-0. Hank Aaron is waiting on deck. Sets up and throws to first. Not in time. Alou is back safely. Back 
Jones up there with a closed stance at the plate. Fisher again throws to first, and Alou is back safely. Trying to keep a short hauler, figuring that Alou might very well be going on a 2-0 pitch. They might very well play hit and run. With a score tied 3-3. Now the 2-0 pitch swung on and fouled off. He wasn't going. It's 2-1. Let's have the defense shaded around toward right on left-hand batter Mike Jones, who has good power to all fields. He led off the 11th inning with a home run over the fence into the Braves' bullpen in left field right before last. Swinging a foul ball back and out of play, and the count is even now 2-2 two two to Mike Jones. Nelson with Ralph Conner and Bob Murphy at Chase Stadium in New York, and Dick Kelly is coming to do the pitching now for the Atlanta Braves. He worked for two-thirds of an inning last night and was touched for one run on two hits. He has a record of one win and seven losses. Left-hander, and he'll be working to right-hand batter Jack Fisher up to lead off for the Mets. This is a managerial decision to make right here, allowing Fisher to bat in the Bottom half of the seventh inning. Leading off with a score tied 3-3. Fisher is nothing for two. Three for 37 this season. Swinging a ground ball to second. Taken there by Woodward and Plato to Alou, and there's one away. Now Bud Harrelson's coming up. He is three for three in this ball game. A single, a double, and then spunned his way on. Listen to the hand for Harrelson. Batting average for the season is 278. He turns around now to bat right-handed against the left-hander Dick Kelly. He's a switch hitter, so he's been batting left. His left-handed batting average for the season is 303. Pitch is in for a call strike. His natural side is batting right-handed. Kelly started him off with a fastball. ground ball, and it's going deep. He's going it on through for a base hit. Harrelson has four hits as he holds it first. That one was just by Boyer and just by Minji through the hole in the left. But Harrelson has gone four for four, and so he joins Ed Charles, Jerry Grody, and Tommy Davis as Mets, who have had four hits in a game. Last night, Davis did it for the second time this season. And he represents go-ahead run on it first with one man out. Larry Stahl scheduled up, but he's a left-hand batter. Harrelson's batting average for the season goes up now to 281. We're going to get Tommy Reynolds batting for Larry Stahl. In the month of July, Bud Harrelson has batted 486. Manager West Westham here playing righty-lefty as he takes down his left-hand batter, Larry Stahl, and sends up his right-hand batter, Tommy Reynolds. Claude Raymond, a right-hander, is up and throwing in the bullpen now for the Atlanta Braves. Reynolds hitting 187, two homers and four runs batted in. Tommy Reynolds. The score is tied here. 
Mets three on the Braves, three with the Mets batting in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Philippe Alou comes over to hold against Bud Harrelson. Kelly bends from the way he's taking the sign. Now the pitch to Reynolds. Swung on and fouled off to the right side out of play. The Mets came from behind to tie the score in the bottom of the fifth when Bud Harrelson effected a drag bunt for a base hit, stole second, and scored on Ed Cranville's looping single to left. Tommy Davis is taking his cuts in the on-deck circle. Harrelson leads it first as Kelly looks for the sign. Off the stretch now. Pitch to Reynolds. Swung on and it is knocked down at second by Woodward to throw to first and just they get Reynolds. Harrelson moving on to second. Woody Woodward barely got to that ball. Slammed between first and second. He got a glove on it to knock it down. He was on the rim of the outfield grass when he scampered after it. Picked it up and threw on to Felipe Lewis first to get Reynolds. But Harrelson has moved into scoring position at second base. Two men out and Tommy Davis is coming up. going to be intentionally walked. The first base open. The pitch is outside for a ball. And Cranville is scheduled up next. Cranville is a left-hand batter. So it is an intentional walk being issued here to Tommy Davis. As the Mets are making a bid with two men out in the bottom of the seventh. Raymond Hernandez is up and throwing in the bullpen now for the Braves. He's a left-hander along with right-hander Claude Raymond. Tommy Davis goes down to first. Harrelson holds it second, and Cranville is coming up. So Cranville will try to hang in there against the left-hander now to see what he can do about getting Harrelson in. He singled the left field to drive him in in the bottom of the fifth. Overall today, Cranville is one for two on a walk, hitting 315 for this season. Runners lead at first and second. Left-hander Dick Kelly with a pitch. And it is hit in the air to left. Rico Tardy comes over and makes the catch with one hand. So the side is out. No runs are hit in the walk. No errors and two left. It's the end of seven. The score is at three in the Braves three. Now let's check out scores of other games. At Forbes Field in Pittsburgh, at the end of eight innings of play, the Pirates lead the Cincinnati Reds one to nothing. Gary Nolan started for Cincinnati. Jim Maloney has been used in relief coming in in the eighth inning, and Dennis Ryband has been in all the way for the Pirates and has a shutout to this point. At Connie Rack Stadium in Philadelphia, at the end of seven innings, the league-leading Cardinals won and the Phillies won. Larry Jaster for the Cards, Jim Bunning for Philadelphia. Grant Jackson relieves in the eighth inning. Billy Cowan, a former Met, homered in the first inning with nobody on for the Phillies. At the Astrodome in Houston, Texas, at the end of two and a half innings, the Chicago Cubs nothing, the Houston Astros nothing. The Cubs have lost six in a row. Rich Nye against Don Wilson. The Dodgers are at San Francisco in a later start. The American League, the Yanks and Baltimore have to complete again. That was suspended last night at the end of six innings. There was no score. Billy Mambu got against Wally Bunker. Then the Yanks and Orioles play a regularly scheduled game that will start at 5.30. 
First game of a doubleheader in Detroit at the end of six. The Detroit Tigers nine, the Boston Red Sox three. Gary Bell for Boston. Jose Santiago in the third. Wazlitsky in the fourth. Earl Wilson for Detroit. Dick McAuliffe hit his 16th homer of the season in the first with nobody on for Detroit. And Wilson homered in the fourth with nobody on. First game of a doubleheader in Cleveland at the end of seven and a half innings. Cleveland Indians five and the Washington Senators three. Ortega... Howard hit his 23rd homer of the season in the fifth with one on. He leads the major leagues in homers. Duke Stem homered in the fifth and Max Alvis in the sixth, his tenth. First game of a doubleheader in Chicago at the end of four. Minnesota won Chicago won. Jim Cott against Joel Harlan. Kansas City get California on a latest start. Hank Aaron up now for the Braves and the pitch is low for a ball. The lights have been turned on here at Jay Stadium. Tommy Reynolds stays in the ball game in center field for the New York Mets. Jack Fisher has been in all the way. Side arms and off-speed pitch outside. Here is the paid attendance. 17,730 this Sunday afternoon and the game that completes the homestand. Total in the house, 18,402. Now Aaron hits one deep to left. It's going, going, and it's a home run. Henry Aaron with his 22nd homer takes over undisputed possession of the National League lead in that department. And only one behind Frank Howard who leads the majors with 23. 22nd home run for Aaron puts the Braves out front 4-3. And it brings out manager Wes Westrom to the mound. Rico Cardi is coming up. He has right-hander Hal Renup down there, and he's got Don Shaw down there, and the sign goes for the right-hander. So Renup goes over to get the ride in in the cart. Fisher will be leaving here after having pitched seven innings and pitched to one man in the eighth. He has given up four runs on ten hits, struck out three, and walked none. is making his fifth appearance since coming over from the Yankees. First two times out, July 1st and 2nd, he registered wins in relief over the St. Louis Cardinals and then registered a save for Fisher against the Giants. He worked against the Atlanta Braves night before last for one and a third in which he was charged with no runs and gave up only one hit. It was a ball bounced over the head of Ken Boyer at third by Joe Torre to drive in Hank Aaron with what was the tying run in the ninth, then the Braves went on to win it in the 11th. Renner did not figure in the uh, loss. Fisher now heads for the dugout. have taken a 4-3 to three lead here in the top half of the 8th inning. 
We'd like to remind you that we'll be observing Senior Citizens Day here on Wednesday, July 19th. All fans 60 years of age or over will be admitted for the service charge of 50 cents. That's Senior Citizens Day on Wednesday, July 19th. This is the final game of this homestand. It is the final game before the All-Star break, of course. The All-Star game will be played in Anaheim, California on Tuesday. The Met representative will be Tom Seaver. Representing the Braves will be Hank Aaron and Joe Torre. Ken Villamaster wants to have been on the squad, but he came up with a full muscle in the rib cage, and he has been replaced by Chris Short. Of the Phil Villamaster, nonetheless, will leave here and go directly to Anaheim since he lives in California. Rico Carty's up. Nobody on, nobody out. Bray is batting in the top of the eighth. Al Runner for the first pitch to the right-hand batter, and it's low for a ball. Joe Torrey is waiting around on deck now. Swinging a foul ball back and out of play. It's 1-1. Off the screen, behind the plate. Venice 1 1 offering. Let up high. 2 and 1 to Rico Cardi. Now the 2 1 delivery. Right in there for a call, strike 2. It's 2 and 2. Tying away. Out full at 3-2. Leonard takes the sign from Grody. This is a payoff pitch to Curdy. Hit on the ground towards short. Charged by Harrelson. Gets a big hop. Guns across the crane bowl. There's one away. Joe Torres coming up. Hey, the Rheingold Chuggamug holds 12 ounces of Rheingold Extra Dry. And it has a pull tab so that you don't need an opener. It's about the handiest way there is of quenching your thirst. You'll find Chuggamug on special display to local stores in New York and New Jersey. Pitches in for a call strike. Torrey's been on base three consecutive times today. Single to drive and a run in the first inning. Single to right in the fourth inning. Was hit by a pitch ball in the sixth inning. Torrey will be the starting catcher for the National League All-Star team. Voted to that position by the players of the National League. Pitches in for a call strike. I count to Torres. And the pitch. Fastball low. 
Jack Crawford, the plate umpire, figured I was going to be in the dirt, and he wasn't too confident that Grody was going to handle it, and he was backpedaling out of the way. One and two. Then it was pitched low and away, and it's even now at 2-2. You know, in the all-star balloting, the players vote, but uh, they are not allowed to vote for players of their team. be a 2-2 delivery. Let up, and it is lined to short off the glove of Harrelson. He slips down and trying to grab it, and Torrey's on it first. It's a base hit. It was a line shot. Harrelson made a backhand stab, had the ball in the glove, but uh, just off the glove and right onto the turf, and it's a base hit. We're getting a base runner now coming in to run for Joe Torrey. Bob Euchre is running for Torrey. Torrey's still trouble with the sprained ankle that had him on crutches for 10 days. So he is now out of action until the All-Star game on Tuesday. Running for Torrey at first base, number 12. Bob, Euchre, number 12. The Atlanta batter, third baseman, Cleese, Boyer. Three Boyer's one for three, right-hand batter up here now with a runner at first and one man out. The Braves lead by a score of four to three. the runner. Here's the pitch. Low. Runoff and Boyer, of course, were teammates when both were with the Yankees. Off the stretch, the 1-0 pitch. Breaking ball high, it's 2-0. Jack LeMabe is up and throwing in the bullpen now for... The Mets, along with left-hander Don Shaw. Now the 2-0 pitch. Hit on the ground to short. Taken by Harrelson. Over to Johnson. That's one. The throw to first. That's two. A double play. Harrelson to Johnson. The Cranes will land. The side is out. The Braves got a run on two hits. No errors and none left. The score in the middle of the eighth inning is the Braves four in the Mets three. And now... Mets fans, imagine if you can the glorious Mets in person at Shea Stadium. Try to visualize the excitement of big league baseball. The triumphant Mets face-to-face with the Los Angeles Dodgers. All yours absolutely free. See Tommy Davis, Yogi Berra, Wes Westrom, and the whole team. Win a pair of tickets to the Mets game coming up Sunday, July 23rd. Just send a card to Glorious Mets, WGY Schenectady. You may win two free tickets to the Dodgers-Mets game on July 23rd. Our most recent ticket winners are Kurt Brown of Del Mar and John P. Denunzo of Waterville What else? Make it easy on yourself when you tune in all the evening and weekend Mets games here on WGY. And get a handy-dandy WGY program schedule that gives all the times, dates, and places of Mets baseball on WGY. For a WGY Mets schedule, write Mets schedule, WGY Schenectady. You'll be glad you did.
warm-ups have begun for the completion of that suspended game in Baltimore between the Orioles and the Yankees. It was no score at the end of six. Chris Peterson is warming up for the New York Yankees and Sue Miller warming up for the Baltimore Orioles. Right here with the Braves leading by a run, Ron Swoboda comes up to lead off for the Mets. Bob Uecker stays in the ballgame as the catcher for the Atlanta Braves. He'll bat in Joe Torres. Spot in the batting water. He ran for Torrey. Left-hander Dick Kelly is still the pitcher on the mound. So the Mets try to battle back here in the bottom of the eighth, trailing by a run. Roboto up and Ed Charles on deck. Kelly's pitch is high for a ball. Swoboda struck out, slide to center, and fouled out to the catcher. Nothing for three today. delivery, and it's iron away. 2-0. Now the pitch. Check swing foul ball, and it goes 2-1 to Swoboda. Broadcasting the Mayor's Trophy game from Yankee Stadium on Wednesday night. There will be no telecast of the Mayor's Trophy game. All the proceeds go for the benefit of Sandlot Baseball in the greater New York area. Two on delivery to Swoboda and it's high and away. Three balls and one strike. At Forbes Field in Pittsburgh, the Cincinnati Reds have scored a run off Dennis Ryban in the top of the ninth to tie that game at 1-1. So it goes now to the bottom of the ninth. Jim Maloney's working in relief of Gary Nolan. As we approach the All-Star break, managers figure they can pull those starters like Maloney in there and uh, use them in relief since they'll have uh, the three days of the All-Star break in which to rest. Second base, Woody Woodward makes the call and the catch. Swoboda's out. Ed Charles is the batter. He's one for three. He had a leadoff homer in the bottom of the fourth. Charles. Charles is hitting 276 since coming to the Mets from the Kansas City Athletics. Strike one. Bob Johnson is waiting on deck. Now the strike one pitch. High for a ball. It's one and one. Kelly takes the sign, deals a pitch. 
curveball. It catches an outside corner. It's one and two. Charles back into the batter's box. Takes the sign from Bob Euchre and the one-two pitch. Swung on and miss. He strikes out Charles. First strike out for Kelly. Two away for the Mets, batting in the eighth, and Bob Johnson's coming up. He's one for three. He's a right-hand batter. This has been a ball game in which the lead has changed hands several times. Willie Stargell has homered in the bottom of the ninth for the Pittsburgh Pirates to win the ball game by a score of 2-1 to one over the Cincinnati Reds and to give Dennis Ryband his fifth win of the year. Ryband is 5-4 and four with home run number 12 for Willie Stargell. He hit it off Jim Maloney working in relief. Swinging a foul ball back to first out of play. Going to the bottom half of the eighth inning. At County Max City, and just now in the bottom half of the eighth inning, the Phils have picked up two runs, so it is now the Cardinals two, three and the Phils three. They've tied it 3-3. Three, three. Nelson Brown's working in relief of Larry Jaster. Richie Allen hit his 11th homer of the season in the eighth with one on for the Phils. The pull even with the league-leading card. Here's a strike one pitch to Bob Johnson. It's on the ground is short. Big hop up to Dennis Minke. Cross to Philippe Lou, and the side is out in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. At the end of eight full innings, the score is the Braves four, the Mets three. And now here's a word from Ryan Gold. For 60 years, Malcolm Sharp has been taking New Yorkers for a ride. You know why they made the road windy in Central Park? You keep us from racing the carriage. <laughs> I remember one time I had Diamond Deer in the cab. Raced old Charlie Simmons all the way down to Gramercy Park. That was easy then. They want more than just a ride now. They want memories and romance. Got to treat them elegant. If you're going to be around for a while in New York, you got to give people what they want. You've got to know what you're doing. And you've got to be good. Because in this town, either you have it or you don't. Same thing's true of beer. There are 302 different brands of beer trying to make it in New York. But the only one that's made it to the top Coming up in the top of the ninth with Dennis Menke to lead off, facing Hal Runners. Menke is one for three. In Cleveland, in the ninth inning, Ken McMullen has hit a three-run homer for the Senators, and Frank Howard has hit a solo homer. Howard's second homer of the ballgame is 24th hit in the ninth inning. Pitch is low now to Menke. Frank Howard leads the major leagues in home runs with his 23rd and 24th this afternoon in the first game of a doubleheader in Cleveland. Senator is still batting. Here's a swing and a ground ball to short. A big hop up to Harrelson and a cross now to Cranville. One away. We pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. This is the bright sound in radio. WGY, a general electric broadcasting company station at 810 on your dial in Schenectady, New York. Bob Murphy and Ralph Kanner at Shea Stadium in New York. Woody Woodward's up. Reynolds pitch in there for a call strike. 
Woodward is nothing for three in this game. The Braves four and the Mets three. Braves batting in the top of the ninth. Ball is punted foul on the third baseline. Woodward trying to conceal his punt and beat it out for a base hit. Two strike count. When the Mets resume National League play after the All-Star break, it will be at Crosley Field in Cincinnati on Thursday night with a Twi-Night doubleheader. We'll be broadcasting both games of the Twi-Nighters. Of course, all games of the New York Mets are broadcast. Then it takes the time from Grody. Two-strike pitch to Woodward is a curveball. A little high and a little tight. Had him ducking out of the way. It's one and two. Pitcher Dick Kelly is on deck. Runners one, two offering. In there for a call, strike three. Runners gets his first strikeout. Woodward caught looking, and that'll bring up Dick Kelly with two away. You'd like to look ahead to the bottom of the ninth. The Mets are scheduled to send up Jerry Grody, the pitcher, and Bud Harrelson. So manager Westrom can be expected to go to his bench where he has right-handers such as Ken Boyer, Cleon Jones, Jerry Buczek available there. Kelly watches the pitch inside for a ball. He is 4 for 13. Although he's a left-hand pitcher, he's a right-hand batter. Call strike. He was taking it. Two and one. Ground ball foul. Back of first base. Out of play. Counts even now at 2-2. Two, two. Two strikeouts for runners in the inning as he got the side in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. In the middle of the ninth, the score is the Braves four and the Mets three. Now here's a word from Rheingold. Look, you can't pull the wool over their eyes. You can't kid the public around here. You can't put one over on these guys. They'll cut you right now. Oh! 
first game of the doubleheader in Cleveland, the Washington Senators got five runs in the top of the ninth to lead the Cleveland Indians by a score of eight to five. And in Chicago in the first game of the doubleheader, pitcher Jim Cott of the Minnesota Twins has homered in the sixth with one on. Twins lead the Chicago White Sox five to one going to the bottom of the sixth. Right here, the Atlanta Braves lead the Mets by one run. Jerry Grody is coming up to lead off for the Mets. And Cleon Jones is swinging bats in the on-deck circle to bat for Hal Rennes. Another fine relief performance this afternoon here by Hal Rennes, who gave up only one hit in the last two innings, and that was a line shot in and out of the glove of Harrelson at shortstop by Joe Torrey in the eighth inning. The Mets are battling back. Here in the bottom half of the ninth inning, left-hander Dick Kelly with the pitch to the right-hand batter, and it's in there for a call strike. Now a chant of let's go Mets. Rod Raymond, a right-hander. Raymond Hernandez, a left-hander, working in the Braves bullpen here in the ninth. Strike one delivery, and it's high for a ball, one and one. Ken Johnson worked the first six innings of this ball game and was charged with three runs on seven hits. He struck out three and he walked one. And Dick Kelly came on to pitch the seventh and eighth, and he's pitching the ninth here. Braves took the lead in the eighth, and Kelly is a pitcher of record. His record for the season is one win and seven losses. One pitch to Grody. Swung on and missed. It's one and two. <laughs> Kelly is taking the sign from Bob Euchre. And he takes a long time so Grody backs out of the batter's box. Back in, and here's a one-two offering. Swung on and missing. Kelly gets his second strikeout. Leon Jones will come up to bat now for Hal Runnup. He is hitting a 201 for the season. Three homers and 14 runs batted in. Bud Harrelson is on deck. Harrelson is four for four. And Harrelson has his season batting average up to 281. Kelly getting set to work now to right hand batter Cleon Jones. Take his low for a ball. The Pirates, two in the Cincinnati Reds, one. Dennis Ryvan gets the win. His fifth. Pittsburgh got only three hits off Nolan and Maloney. But one of them was at home by Stargell in the bottom of the ninth to win it. Here's a pitch in for a call strike to Cleon Jones. It's one and one. scored first.
first year this afternoon in the first inning, but the Mets tied it in the third and went ahead in the fourth. Philippe Alou hit a homer in the fifth to send the Braves ahead, but the Mets tied it in the fifth. And then Henry Aaron homered in the eighth to make it a 4-3 ball game, and that's the score right now. Atlanta on top. The Mets batting in the bottom of the ninth. Left hander, Dick Kelly, with the pitch. Swung on and hit on the ground with the right of second. Backhanded by Woodward. He throws the first in time. Jones is grounded out. And now Harrelson is being called back, and Jerry Buchek's going to bat for him. Buchek will bat for Harrelson. Harrelson went four for four today, but with two men out and nobody on, manager Wes Westrom is gambling on getting a long ball from Buchek. So it is Buchek batting for Harrelson. Has had seven home runs this year and 18 runs batted in, hitting 227. Now, manager Billy Hitchcock is going out to the mound to have a word with his left hand pitcher, Dick Kelly. Braves lead 4 3. Heads batting with two men out and nobody on in the bottom of the ninth. Now, Hitchcock turns and comes back to the dugout. In. Kelly steps up on the rubber to take the sign from catcher Bob Euchre. Tommy Reynolds is waiting on deck. Here's the pitch. And it's high for a ball. Kelly has given up only one base hit since he came on in the seventh inning. That was a ground single to left by Bud Harrelson in the seventh. Tommy Davis was intentionally walked in that inning. Here's a swing and a miss. It's 1-1. Since that intentional walk, Dick Kelly has retired six consecutive batters. In there for a call, strike two. So with two men out in the bottom half of the ninth inning, nobody on base. The Braves leading four to three. The count to Buchek goes to one ball and two strikes. reaches down, gets a handful of dirt now. Kelly taking the return throw, walks back behind the rubber. Pops the ball into the glove and takes off his cap and mops a little perspiration. Buchek is back in and waiting. Counts even at 2-2 with two men out. 
Now Kelly stepped up onto the rubber to take the sign. Buchek swinging the bat as he waits. Now the 2-2 offering. Swung on and hit deep to right. And going back to the wall is Aaron. And it's going, going, a home run. A home run for Jerry Buchek. That ties the score at 4-4. Buchek with his eighth home run of the season on a 2-2 pitch. And it's a brand new ball game at 4-4. Last one came on the 11th of June at Chicago off Chuck Heisenstein. And manager Wes Westrom got the long ball that he gambled for. Now Tommy Reynolds is up. Kelly sits. High for a ball. The Mets have tied it here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Among other things, statistically, Jack Fisher is off the hook. He left the game as pitcher of record on the short side. He is off the hook now as it's a 4-4 ball game in the bottom of the ninth. And now this crowd has really come alive. They'd like to see the Mets keep it going. Two men out. Dick Kelly with a 1-0 pitch to Reynolds. And it's low. Kelly goes behind 2-0. That was a 2-2 pitch hit by right hand batter Jerry Buchek. And he hit it over the right field fence. Right over the 371-foot sign in front of the scoreboard. Henry Aaron backpedaled to about the middle of the warning track and then at the last moment watched it trail over the fence. A 2-0 pitch to Reynolds. Low, it's 3-0. Ron Taylor is up and throwing in the net bullpen. Al Lennox, you'll recall, was removed for a pinch hitter. So right-hander Ron Taylor is up and throwing in the net bullpen. Double barrel action still in the Braves bullpen. Right-hander Claude Raymond. Left-hander Raymond Hernandez. This will be a 3-0 pitch to Reynolds. He was taking it. It's 3-1. Tommy Davis is on deck. Score tied 4-4 in the bottom of the ninth. Jerry Buchuk with a pinch homer to keep the Met hopes alive. This will be a 3-1 pitch to Reynolds. He watches low and he walks. Second walk issued by Kelly, and that's going to get Kelly out of the ball game. Broadway Moore is going to be brought in here to pitch to Tommy Davis. Manager Billy Hitchcock is on his way to the mound. He's already made the sign to the bullpen for the right-hander. Raymond will be coming in here to make his 31st appearance. He worked night before last for two innings in which he allowed no runs and only one hit. Matter of fact, he hasn't allowed a run in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times out. The last time he allowed a run was on June 20th at Los Angeles when he worked two-thirds of an inning and gave up one run on two hits. That's the only run he's given up since he came from uh, Houston to Atlanta for a Wade Blasting game. On the 16th of June. So he's going to come in here to pitch to Tommy Davis. He's just now getting into the electric cart down in the left field corner. Manager Billy Hitchcock is talking to Dick Kelly. It looks as though Kelly might 
get out with a victory, but Jerry Buchek took care of that with his pinch home over the right field fence. Kelly cannot possibly be the winning pitcher as he goes out of here now. Statistically, the temporary beneficiary of uh, the home run is Hal Runup. If the Mets were to get a run and pull it out here in the bottom of the ninth, Runup would then be winning pitcher. Two-thirds for Kelly. One run on two hits. Struck out two and walked two, one of them intentionally. First game is over in Cleveland. The Washington Senators defeating the Cleveland Indians 8-5. to Dick Lyons gets the win in relief. Bailey takes the loss in relief. Frank Howard hits two homers, his 23rd and 24th this season. He leads the majors in that department. Ken McMullen had a three-run homer for Washington. Duke Sims and Max Alvis also homer. In the seventh inning, the Yankees didn't score, and neither did Baltimore in the resumption of that game suspended last night at the end of six. homer by Buchak was the first pinch homer by a Mets player this season. And it came at a very appropriate time for the Mets because they were they had gone about as far as they could go. Two men out, nobody on, down one run with a 2-2 count. So Kelly was one pitch away from victory if the pitch had been a strike. The Mets now have a base runner at first who represents winning run, Tommy Reynolds. Tommy Davis is coming up. He grounded out to first base in the first inning on a hit-and-run play that moved the runner up. He singled a drive in a run in the third. He fouled out to the catcher in the fifth, and he was intentionally walked in the seventh. Davis is batting 3.08 for the season. Last night, he went four for four and got the thousandth hit of his career. Now he has 1,001. So Davis is at our right-hand pitcher, Claude Raymond. He's working to him. Davis has 10 homers and 42 runs batted in. A can of let's go Mets. Two men out in the runner at first, bottom half of the ninth inning. Raymond is up and set. Pitch is swung in and fouled off. Right off the end of the bat, into the net dug out, and it rebounds out where it's fielded by Yogi Berra on the coaching lines at first. A strike one count to Tommy Davis. and Reynolds gets back safely. Ed Cranville is waiting on deck. Raymond sets up. Goes to first and Reynolds dives back in safely on a close play. Philippe Lewis thought he might have the out as he made the sweeping tag and then started across the infield. Chris Pellicut is the umpire making the safe sign. Reynolds. Diving back in to grab that bag with his bare hands. Score side 4-4. Now again, a throw over to first. Claude Raymond trying to keep a short order on Tommy Reynolds. 
The runner at first and the score down in the bottom of the ninth. There's always the possibility of the manager going to the hit and run. There's a swing and a looper out in the right center field. And coming on is Aaron, and he can't get it. And Reynolds is going to third. There's the throw, and it is taken by Boyer not in time. Reynolds is at third base. And Tommy Davis has a looping single to right, setting up runners at first and third for the Mets. And left hand batter Ed Greenville is coming up. Tommy Davis might very well have broken the bat on that looper. Henry Aaron came full tilt. He couldn't get to it. Woody Woodward was going back. He couldn't get to it. Now Billy Hitchcock is coming out again. He'll want his left-hander, I imagine, Raymond Hernandez, to pitch to Craneville. Raymond Hernandez is throwing feverishly down there in the bullpen. He is a left-hander. Now, Hitchcock arrives at the mound to talk to his right-hand pitcher, Claude Raymond. See what uh, Raymond has to say about the situation and how he works to Craneville before making any decision. None has been made yet. and pitch to Swoboda. That's uh, the run that would be moved up to second wouldn't mean anything because the run at third is the one that's the winning run with two men out. Swoboda's on deck. Swoboda today has gone 0 for 4. Rainville today is 1 for 3 in a walk and he's driven in a run and it's going to be the intentional walk to Cranville. So that's the strategy arrived at. They will walk Cranville and pitch to Swoboda. Intentional pass is being issued that will load the bases with two men out and bring up Ron Swoboda. So Cranepool gets rid of the bat, goes to first, that moves Tommy Davis up to second. Tommy Reynolds holds it third. The bases are loaded for Ron Swoboda. He goes back to the top step of the dugout. He's talking to manager Wes Westcomb. Now comes back up. Swoboda batting with the bases loaded. The score is tied 4-4. The Mets trying to pull it out here in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Right-hand pitcher Claude Raymond working the right-hand batter Ron Swoboda. Raymond works straight away, taking the side from catcher Bob Euchre, and now he backs off the rubber and looks around. There are runners everywhere he looks, first, second, and third. Now he steps up on the rubber again to take the side. That runner's leading, first, second, and third. Here's the pitch to Ron Swoboda. It's high for a ball. Ed Charles is waiting on deck. But one way or the other... It's up to Ron Svoboda right here. It's the winning run at third, and there are two men out. Reynolds at third, Davis at second, Craneville at first. This is a 1-0 pitch. And there's a check swing that did not go through. It's a ball, 2-0. A half swing, and Jack Crawford says he didn't take it far enough. So now, Raymond has gone behind, 2-0. Now measures his stance. Paul Raymond has good control normally. He's a control pitcher. 
And here is the 2-0 offering. Outside, he goes behind 3-0. Well, you can bet your buttons that Swoboda will be taking this pitch. He's looking down at the sign man, Charlie Parker. Raymond has walked on the eighth man in 41 innings. The bases are loaded. Two men out. Score side 4-4. The count, three balls and no strikes to Ron Swoboda. Raymond taking a sign now from Euchre. Runners lead first, second, and third. The 3-0 pitch. In there for a call strike. It's three and one. Swoboda reaches down to get a handful of dirt. And now, Saldy Parker is coming down to be sure that Swoboda knows what this sign is. Swoboda hadn't looked at him for a while, and Saldy was screaming down there to get his attention. The count is three and one to Swoboda. The bases are loaded. So it's up to the manager to decide whether to have him take this pitch or turn him loose to swing if he likes it. Rod Raymond throws the rubber. Takes the sign from Euchre. That base runner's leading at first, second, and third. Here's a 3-1 pitch. And he walked in. The ball game is over. Swoboda gets the run batted in as the winning run comes in. Reynolds starts at the plate, and this ball game is over. Reynolds was put on there by Dick Kelly, who becomes the losing pitcher. Ron Svoboda watched the 3-1 pitch over and drew the walk. He is credited with a run batted in, and the Mets pull it out in the bottom of the ninth after Jerry Buchak had a pinch homer to keep the Mets' hopes alive. So the Mets win it by a score of 5-4 to four to close out the homestand and take them up to the all-star break. In the bottom half of the ninth inning, the New York Mets two runs on two hits, and there were two men out when the winning run was scored. We'll be back in a moment with the final summary and totals. Right now, the final score is the Mets five, the Braves four. We'll be back with more about the Mets in one moment. There was a time early last season when the New York Mets won their first game of the year from the Atlanta Braves when Billy O'Dell, pitching at that time for the Braves, walked Ron Swoboda to force in the winning run. Well, it happened again here just a moment ago when Ron Swoboda drew a walk with the bases loaded to force in the winning run. Tommy Reynolds crossing the plate. Dick Kelly takes the loss. And Hal Reynolds gets the win for the New York Mets. His third since coming over from the Yankees had three wins and a save. It was a lulu of a ball game, the final game of the homestand, and the one that takes the Mets up to the all-star break, as the Atlanta Braves scored in the first inning off Jack Fisher. But then the Mets came back as they picked up one in the third inning and another in the fourth. But then Philippe Alou hit a two-run homer for the Braves to put them out in front in the fifth, but the Mets battled right back to get one to tie it up when Brad Harrelson got his third hit by dragging a bunch, stole second, and was knocked in by Ed Cranville. So it was a 3-3 ball game, and some long shots were being hit off Jack Fisher, who was not at his very best today. And Hank Aaron led off the eighth inning with a homer to put the Braves out in front 4-3, and Fisher went out of the ball game at that point, and Reniff was brought on. The ball game went to the bottom half of the ninth inning, 4-3 Braves, and two men were out when Jerry Buchak was brought up to bat for Harrelson, despite the fact that Harrelson was 4-4. Four four. Manager Weston figured he had to get a man up there who might hit the ball out. Well, Jerry Buchek did just that on a 2-2 pitch. He hit it out over the right field fence to tie the score. 
And then Tommy Reynolds drew a walk, and that was all for Kelly. As Claude Raymond was brought on, Tommy Davis got a base hit. Ed Craneville was purposely passed to load the bases, and then Ron Swoboda drew the walk that forced in the, tie, the uh, winning run, and, of course, Swoboda gets a run batted in. So the New York Mets have closed out this homestand against the top teams in the National League on the stand with a record of eight wins and six losses. The win today by the Mets over the Braves is the seventh. It is the most wins the Mets have ever had over the Braves in any season. Previously, six was the top number for the Mets to win over the Braves in a year. So the final totals in this ballgame, for the Mets, five runs on ten hits and no errors. For the Braves, four runs, 11 hits and no errors. Reniff is the winner. Kelly is the loser. The Mets pulled it out by scoring two in the bottom half of the ninth inning to win it five to four. 